0: Hello and welcome back to the Variety Pod. In today's episode, I'm joined by Tara, who is the creator and founder of Flow Haven, a non-profit organisation based in Nigeria aiming to eradicate period poverty and help clear up the taboos around menstrual health. Tara's doing some great work and in this pod we touch on how Flow Haven came about, what they stand for, what their goals are, and also a little bit about Tara herself. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me
0: tell me about yourself.
1: So my name is Tara and I am 22 years old. I am a biomedical science graduate so I studied biomedical science at uni, graduated, been working in the hospital ever since. Up until about January 2020 last year I moved to a new role in a different hospital and unfortunately because of the pandemic I haven't been able to start that role because it's in England and I've been in Nigeria since about March last year so um, I like to read, I love skincare, I love hanging out with friends, also like sleeping a lot, I really love sleeping. <laughs> um, yeah and um, that's a bit about me.
0: Okay so you're currently living in Nigeria at the moment?
1: Yes I am.
0: And you're planning to move back to the uk once all of this is kind of over or
1: um yeah definitely i think for now i'm definitely looking to stay in nigeria temporarily not long term and then i'm looking to move back to the uk and potentially do my masters so yeah maybe september cool so when we got
0: in touch with each other it was because you started a project mm-hmm. based around eradicating period poverty in nigeria which yeah. Now you have launched into a charity, Flowhaven. So congratulations. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: So tell me a little bit about Flowhaven and what it stands for.
1: So Flowhaven started, I want to say September last year. So I had um, a passion to be, to help in society, to help with peer poverty, because what happened was um, it all started actually Um, At my grandma's house because I was in Nigeria for so long I was actually at my grandparents rather I was at their house for about three months and then I read a news article paper that said things unsafe things girls do because of lack of access to sanitary and menstrual products and the stories really broke my heart and I was basically not acquainted to the fact that people were struggling to afford uh, menstrual products and I felt like wow if I hadn't had read this news article, I wouldn't have known this was a problem. So I then was really burdened by it. And I literally took my phone on a rainy day. I went out into the community and I said, I'm gonna to speak to girls to see how this, how this may potentially have been impacting their lives. And I took the cam- my phone camera. And I started asking girls like, do you mind me asking you questions about period? Do you mind talking about it? And the more I asked questions, the more I was open to the reality of people suffering with period poverty. And the more I felt a burden to do something about it. Because if I hadn't read the newspaper article, I wouldn't have known that this was an issue, especially in Nigeria, like girls would use things like dirty rags, palm leaves, tissue for some that are fortunate enough to have tissues um foam like it it was really you know bizarre things that they were doing and I was so heartbroken by this so I said I'm going to do like um and I'm going to act as an independent volunteer and just go out to communities and give up pads to girls and teach them about menstrual health because the fact that this is a problem is very alarming and it looks like the government aren't doing anything about it so I have to kind of take initiative So I eventually then went to school in Nigeria, in Lagos, Nigeria, and um, I put it on social media. I said, hey, guys, I did a documentary. Look at what's happening. I need your help. We can all do this together. Let's start a movement. And people reached out to me saying they'll love to come. They'll love to help out. They have a community. They have a school. So everyone just kind of essentially came together. And we ended up doing, like, you know, meeting the same goal, which was essentially about, you know, providing menstrual products for these girls and also providing the education they need to feel empowered about their menstrual health so yeah that was how flow haven essentially started I then felt like you know what the outreach was just like a glimpse it wasn't I didn't feel like I had played a pivotal role in this whole world of purity so I said you know what, I'm going to take it to the next level like I actually wanted to do something more permanent so I decided to you know register it as a charity and you know put myself out there and be able to provide more help and because I, I didn't want it to be a one-time thing or something very temporary so I decided to you know launch this charity and you know raise awareness you know by doing more campaigns and going to more communities as well as schools to kind of you know talk about uh, menstrual health and provide them with them um, menstrual products so that was basically how Flow Haven started.
0: Amazing so considering how it started you've come so far in such a short amount of time Mm -hmm. so what's the vision what's the vision for the future of Flowhaven?
1: So right now the vision for the future of Flowhaven as of this year um, is to distribute 5,000 menstrual kits to girls and women in communities and schools and also kind of raise awareness like in terms of more campaigns going around doing more campaigns to raise awareness of this issue and show people why there's a need, a need for an intervention and not just kind of like give out pads and that's just that. So um, yeah, for the future of Flow Haven is essentially to raise more awareness, doing more campaigns and going out to different communities and making an impact rather than just giving them the pads and you know counting them as numbers, looking beyond the database and trying to impact individual communities by potentially adopting communities and you know going in regularly and being able to make an impact on their life not just you know about the menstrual pads or um, about going in for outreach but to actually impact their lives to give them the tools they need to feel empowered about their menstrual health so they don't end up you know making the wrong decisions about um, their menstrual health so
0: Yes, yeah. yeah, so when you have decided to start Flowhaven and the whole project, mm-hmm. you've been very heavily focused on the education side of it, which is amazing. So do you feel like a lot of people who are living in less fortunate areas and also quite undereducated about their menstrual health?
1: Yes, definitely. And I felt like for me, what highlighted that was the documentary I did. So when I spoke to them and I, I asked them, like, what do you know? And they just kind of said um, different taboos and like different myths they had, like, oh, um if a guy touches me on my period I can get pregnant and it's okay for me to use tissue and you know cloth pieces when I'm on my period and it's just different you know belief systems that they have and essentially learning that essentially teaching them that you know what um, this is the right way to look at it and here's why bringing them the facts bringing them the knowledge educating them so I definitely feel like there was definitely like an education barrier in a lot of girls and women in communities in terms of you know what menstruation is about um puberty as well as as well as ovulation as well so they kind of had different misconceptions of those three terms and yeah
0: that makes sense what can we do from the uk so anybody listening to this that wants to help you help with the cause what can we do from here
1: So um, definitely spreading awareness, creating awareness, um, posting our social media posts and fundraising as well, like fundraising for our cause, raising money to help support these girls by providing them with menstrual health education, as well as menstrual health products. So in the UK, um, you, you can do a lot. You can create awareness, do fundraisers and just keep talking about it, starting conversations around periods, getting people to, you know, talk about it, both men and Women, girls, boys, every gender, every race, everyone should basically talk about it to kind of, you know, reduce the stigma um, behind menstruation. Because I, I personally think the reason this is an issue is because there are not a lot of conversations around it. There are not a lot of conversations around it. You find that a lot of charities talks about, you know, giving clothes to the homeless, giving food, but not necessarily menstrual products. And, you know, it's just really sad that that's the reality we're living in right now. And I feel like the one step forward is to, you know, start conversations around menstruation, talk to people about it, ask people, educate as well so that people understand what menstruation is about and they can impact impact society as well rather than them not being acquainted with what menstruation is and then there being a stigma behind it and then people not being able to be comfortable speaking about menstruation so i think in the uk what we would really appreciate is you know create awareness to repost our posts on your social media platforms as well as also um fundraising for our cause because we need funds um you know it's charity work and it's non-profit so we don't earn any money and everything that we do raise goes back to the girls and women in communities that so desperately need um, um our help so yeah that's something I would really love
0: I think it's really interesting what you said there about speaking about it and having conversations I did a mini series about female health on the podcast Mm -hmm. a couple of months ago because I completely agree and I feel like in the UK the conversation is starting to open up a bit more after years and Mm -hmm. years and years of activism we're still not there but it's really interesting to hear it from the perspective of you in Nigeria because you don't really think outside your space a lot of the time like in the UK we have a lot of period poverty too but it's probably on a smaller scale to what's happening in Nigeria Mm -hmm. Because over here, I guess, there's more access points, potentially. Um, I know yeah. food banks and staff, they give, they give away sanitary products where they can. So obviously, it's still a problem in the UK. But yeah, it just is interesting to hear it from the other side of the world. Because this is an international problem. And I think in countries where there are higher levels of poverty, mm-hmm. it's important to take the time to think about that. Because if people mm-hmm. can't necessarily afford the general commodities of life this is kind of secondary to a lot of women. Exactly. For you and this cause, what change do you want to see for Nigeria? In like an ideal world, what would you like to see for period poverty in Nigeria? Like, What's the vision? Would you want governments backing some sort of scheme? Would you want a social enterprise? Where's the sustainability? What's the vision?
1: So firstly, definitely getting the government to back uh, cause and getting um, the government to actually stop taxing period products because that's something that is in Nigeria. First of all, a lot of people struggle like you clearly um, established. Um, poverty is a is a very, very, very high and, you know, sad issue that a lot of people go through in Nigeria. So like affording period products is secondary. Like some people um, can't afford it. Like they have to choose between eating and being on their period. So it's definitely, you know, having the government to kind of see the issue and also eliminate the taxes on period products because it doesn't make it's very unfair for people to kind of have to worry about you know getting access to menstrual products because you know it's a biological process it's not something you can stop and um it's just something that i definitely would love for um love to see in nigeria another thing as well i would really love to see nigeria is more eco-friendly period products so currently as sad as it is there aren't any um eco-friendly products maybe just a bit actually maybe about one or two like reusable pads but in terms of like plastic free um, disposable pads menstrual cups um, 100% organic tampons it's basically non-existent in Nigeria and another issue in Nigeria is um, poor sanitation so it's trying to find environments environmentally friendly ways of impacting our environment because obviously i do want to give out pads to girls because they do need them women and another issue is poor sanitation so when we give out these pads to the girls how are they disposing of them because we don't have the um facilities to ensure safe Um, disposal of um, the pads and alongside of that they're creating more um, harm to the environment in that sense because they're not disposed of properly and then there's global warming and there are a lot of you know side effects and like harmful effects to the environment as a result of that so going forward I definitely want to see more sustainable environments environmentally friendly pure products in Nigeria I want to see it I want it to be easily accessible because when you go into supermarkets you can't find any plastic free period products and it's really sad you know um so it's definitely you know getting the government um aware of um this gap in like the world of menstruation and period poverty and being able to you know go into supermarkets or go into stores and be able to see you know um sustainably um sustainable products especially for periods and you know able to access it as well because that is something we really really desperately struggle with in Nigeria and breaks my heart as well because I'm really um I advocate for you know like sustainability and you know being environmentally aware of the things that we do and I feel like with Flow Haven, that's one of our ethoses, you know, spreading love and also being able to distribute sustainable eco-friendly period products and not having to compromise our, on our own integrity or or on our own ethos as well. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, because obviously you have the option where you could probably buy in the UK mm. and ship over but again it's not sustainable for Nigeria as a country when you could have a Nigerian business supply in those products
1: exactly I exactly. understand
0: yeah okay that makes a lot of sense also I remember I mentioned to you about um menstrual cups and quite ignorantly because I didn't even think about this about the stigmas and you mentioned mm. to me that there's obviously a lot of stigma around penetrative menstrual products
1: yes yes
0: talk to me about that a little bit
1: so a lot of people shy away from using things like menstrual cups, tampons because of the mere fact that they believe it could, you know, tamper with their hymen and make them lose their virginity. So a lot of girls and women in community tend to use um, disposable pads or reusable pads just to avoid that whole scenario and that whole belief that they um, think um could happen to them so i think it just kind of stems from cultural like misconceptions you know and um another thing that we're kind of educating these girls and women on is you know teaching them because knowledge is power and if they're educated enough to know this they'll be they'll be more willing actually to try these products but i guess it's because of the misconceptions they have about you know the reproductive health system and um how and maybe or maybe lack of education in terms of actually mm-hmm. knowing how the reproductive system w- works and how these products and um, work especially when you're when you're on your period rather so um yeah that is definitely something that is a very very big taboo in nigeria but it's more so in the like single teenage girl um, demographic than that of like single mothers or mothers. Um But yeah.
0: Yeah, that's it's definitely... more like pre-children, pre-husband, pre-relationship.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: So do you think that, that that kind of narrative can shift or do you think it's quite a hard one to shift for that kind of scenario? Supply and pads is still a better option than obviously none nothing
1: definitely I definitely do agree in terms of you saying you know supplying pads is is definitely better than not having anything at all in terms of actually um seeing it as a primary focus or a secondary focus I definitely think it's something I want to maybe implement um primarily as well because it's also very much dependent on communities Mm -hmm. because for example some communities have um larger demographic of single mothers that are open to you know different um you know period products whereas some communities are very much as um, opposed to that and you know it's just being able to kind of you know provide autonomy to the girls and women in community and not just you know take the pad I know you're not going to like the other period products because it's this but it's like you know giving them that dignity to make informed decisions themselves like you know what I actually want to use a menstrual cup I actually prefer it to pads or I prefer it to tampons and being able to provide the products for them and then being able to, you know, take the initiatives themselves and say, you know what, this is what I prefer, but I definitely do think I um, have it as a primary focus to kind of educate and kind of destigmatize the whole myth behind um, penetrative um, period products. Yeah. Cause some people, you know, don't like pads and um, they're under the perception or the notion that, you know, using tampons can make can disverge in you or using menstrual cups can disverge in you. So don't use it if you don't want to be disverging, because if you're disverging, it's, it's seen as something that is not good. So that whole, um, you know, ideology and that whole perception has to kind of change. We have to kind of, you know, be able to kind of enlighten people to see that, you know, it's not just about the pads, like educate them enough to know that, okay, this is how, it works when you use a menstrual cup you actually can't disversion yourself because of this and because of that so
0: yeah yeah Yeah, definitely because obviously as you're saying with the education and with the options that's also a good way to break in stigmas because when women are more empowered to make their own decisions then they'll spread that message I think that that's pretty much all I had to ask is there anything in particular you have to share
1: um yeah I guess just get (laughs) everyone to kind of joining on our movement and supporting diaspora you don't have to live in Nigeria to be part of flow haven you can be part of flow haven from wherever you are and just encouraging people boys and girls men and women every single gender every single um, demographic to essentially start conversations around periods because it's something that I feel like is a very big issue in period poverty the fact that conversations aren't being you know started and i really want to encourage anyone listening right now to start conversations throughout periods and you know normalize it because it is normal and it's something that a lot of people go through so it'll be nice to have conversations around it to make people feel empowered and you know to create awareness and to you know normalize it because like i said it is normal and it shouldn't be seen as anything other than that so
0: yeah agreed agreed i'm in agreement on that that's exactly what i stand for as well and that's what this platform stands for and on instagram if anyone's listening it's at flow so you can follow there's also a link in the bio to donate and keep your eyes peeled so
1: thanks for joining me thanks for having me thanks baratine